Welcome to WPC Smash, your stop for wrestling and pop culture smashed together. I am Ian Wilson, this is Mike Moran, and we are going to immerse you into our world of pro wrestling, video games, and all the stuff that we think is just too sweet! WPC Smash episode 19. 19. Is it 19? Yes, sir. Dude, we're getting there. Almost to 20. Yep. 19's just before 20. That's right. Dude, Mike Moran, how was your week? That was pretty good, man. How was yours? Excellent, excellent. So, yeah, everybody, welcome to WPC Smash. I am Ian Wilson. This is... Mike Moran. And we're going to jump right into the Smash part of our podcast. That's right, man. Speaking of Smash, excited to announce... Straight from Nintendo Direct, Super Smash Brothers is coming to Switch. Woo. It will be in 2018. I don't know a release date yet, but it will be in 2018. Uh, Nintendo Direct, which is kind of... You can get it on the Switch. That's where I watch it. It's just some um, videos that tells you what's going on with Nintendo. They released a short video that showed uh, Splatoon. The Splatoon character kind of running amok, shooting her little paint gun. Yep. Then all of a sudden, they look into her pupil, and she looks at the sun, and it's the Super Smash Brothers logo. Yeah. And then they fan out, and you see um, a lot of shadows of some characters, especially Mario and Link. So, Super Smash Brothers coming to Switch. I'm pretty excited about that. Dude, that's one of the biggest competitive games of, like, I don't want to say all time, but, like, that's a big-time game. Yeah. It's big-time in the competitive scene. Um, they run tournaments where people are winning ten grand to win. For sure, I mean, that that's a big time game in my book, and we haven't seen one in a long time. So, I mean, it's super it's super surprising to me that we're only hearing about it now, and it's 2018. Like, it's going to be out. The game's done. If they, yeah. you know, you know what I mean. Like, it's it's ready to go. Uh, so, I think that they're going to tease a lot of characters and yep. stuff like that until then. But I'm super excited for that. Yeah, and I'm excited to see if they're going to have some sort of peripheral controller that's a GameCube controller because I know a lot of those competitive gamers love playing Super Smash Bros. on a GameCube controller. I wouldn't be surprised about that. They don't have one already, to be honest. I have a Switch, and I don't even know I don't think so. I got the Pro Controller, which is pretty badass, but I don't believe that there's a peripheral Unless it's like a Nyko, like, aftermarket one. I'm sure there's one out there, but... sure. Gonna be the one. And uh, speaking of Switch, while we're on it, uh, South Park: The Fractured Butthole will be coming to Switch in April, and they announced coming to Switch and Steam and Xbox the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, which is a remake of Crash One, Two, and Crash Warped. Three of my favorite games, cause retro all the way, baby. Yeah. Uh, so those will be coming out in July. So. Nintendo kind of threw a bombshell out of nowhere. That's a pretty big deal. And uh, do you think that kind of implicates that Nintendo is going to work with PlayStation and Xbox is going to kind of be third wheel? I don't know. In the future? Or maybe they're going to do back. I mean, what if we see Mario on PlayStation next year? Yeah. I'm I'm not sure. Because, I mean, Crash has been on Xbox already. Just not the 
insane trilogy. He's That's had, true. On, on the Xbox 360, that is. He, That's I true. Mean, I he's had, about he's that. had some games. That. I think it's a more of a thing where Naughty Dog slash Crash, like Sonic did, they're kind of, they can be wherever the hell they want. Yeah. It just so happened that this trilogy came out last year as a PlayStation exclusive, which makes sense. Yeah. But I was a little bummed. Of course. But now I'm super stoked. I think it's, I can play. I think it's pretty cool because Crash is definitely like a Mario genre type game, like a, a Nintendo type game. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a that kind of platformer, you know, children. I don't want to say children oriented, but you know what I mean? Like that, that puzzle game. And then, mm-hmm. You know, there's no violence. And, you know, I don't know. It's like it's right up Nintendo's alley. So I think that it's smart and it's uh, cool and they're going to get a lot of uh, – they're going to get a lot of people jumping over to get the Switch who may have been a hardcore PlayStation guy. Yep. You know what I mean? So that's super cool. Uh, S- Switch is – they're doing right. They're doing right by yep. everybody. Um, there's other stuff going on with video games. We've got new Call of Duty maps. Um, yes. A couple new Call of Duty maps, a couple new weapons. Um, I haven't really gone into super detail with them, but they're definitely good. The remake that they made from Modern Warfare 2, it's called Occupation in this one, and I forget what it was called in Modern Warfare 2, but it was one of my favorite maps. So when I jumped on it, I knew right where I was going, and that was cool to me. Like I'm like, oh, I remember remember my spot. Like I need to get over (laughs) here. I need to put my claymore. I need to put my claymore down. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, it was really, really fun. How have you been, spot? (laughs) (laughs) All the games that you know we play are consistently fun and you know repetitive like they come out every year for the most part or or they make new ones and stuff like that so the fact that they can jump back and remaster a map that we enjoyed in the past and like they do that but this was really a good one that i think everybody kind of enjoyed definitely one of those uh sweet type maps but it's called occupation check it out i know playstation's had this stuff for a while but uh, it's all new to us on Xbox, so I, I was super excited about that stuff coming out. You know, um, video game news-wise, I don't think anything beats Super Smash Brothers. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was excited to announce that one. Black Ops 4, that's the next yeah. announcement that came out already. Yep. Um, yep. We got a super short trailer where they basically showed the logo, and um, that's it. They're, we yep. know nothing about the game. From what I hear, it's going to be like boots on the ground, um, modern fighting, so like All like right. Modern Warfare Two, where you got like a little bit of uh, weird gadgets that like may not be real yet, but they're not so far in the future. Nobody's gonna be flying around on jetpacks, I hope. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that. And also, Call of Duty jumped their release date up like a month. Yeah, so, I saw that. Uh, rumor has it that they did that so they can beat Battlefield. Because uh, right. Battlefield usually comes out a few weeks before Call of Duty. Sneaky, sneaky. Call of Duty got sick of that trash, and they jumped their uh, release date up. And uh, I'm sure that that is going to greatly hamper Battlefield sales. Because I know each year we play a little Battlefield just waiting for Call of Duty. Yep. You know what I mean? That perfect, like, almost two months right there. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. it's the perfect time to, like, kill some time on a different game. And still have a good time, because Battlefield is a great game, but it's not Call of Duty. And, and the new right. one coming out is going to be that same thing, uh, boots on the ground, M16s, cool. M4s type stuff. So, Hopefully a FAMAS. Yeah, so for, Call, <laughs> so for Call of Duty to jump out ahead of them uh, a month this year, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Call of Duty's been coming out in November for as long as I can remember. So for them to jump it up a month like that, I, I mean, that was a really big deal. Now, do you know if they're going to do any remaster 
edition. I heard World at War remasters coming with it. Really? That, that's, that's a rumor. That's interesting, Just man. a rumor type stuff. But yeah, yeah World at War remastered. I always like to see those because I, I think that uh, Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4, that remaster, I thought that was awesome. I played so, that significantly more than I played Infinite Warfare. Yeah. Significantly So if they more. do things like that, that always piques my interest. Yep. I like that. I'll pay 20 bucks to play World at War again and, you know... Get my hands on a real MP40. Not, <laughs> not like the trash they give us now. Hiding in the cherry blossoms. <laughs> You're exactly right. You know, right. Um, good, good stuff going on with video games. going to be an exciting year. And that's just the stuff that got talked about this last week, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited about that. And uh, unless you got anything else, uh, I'm ready to jump into Elimination Chamber. <laughs> All right, man, dude. WWE Elimination Chamber. It was two weeks ago now, but, um, you know, Mike was on vacation for a week, and we had crazy snowstorms up here in the Northeast. So, you know, this is the chance that we had to record it. So I actually had a chance to watch it twice. So, um... Me too. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of cool to refresh my memory a little bit on uh, what went on that night. And Elimination Chamber is always one of my favorite pay-per-views just because it's so different than what we would normally get. Right. That it piques my interest each year. Um, right off the bat, I noticed that they put pads on the floor on the outside of the ring in yes, the chamber. I did. I noticed that too. Not cool. Not cool no. at all. Took <laughs> away from the badassery a little bit. Absolutely. And uh, I just, right off the bat, I, I didn't dig that. But um, let's start from the beginning. We got a we got a pre-show, of course, which is the usual, mm-hmm. and we got the Good Brothers, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, defeating the Miztourage. Uh, I think that um, this is kind of a uh, rivalry that we're going to see continue in the future, just because both of those tag teams have quote unquote leaders, and you could do some sweet six man stuff with these yep. guys. So I don't see this as being the end. Uh, it was just the beginning for me. Of course, the Good Brothers went over. Uh, there's no way the Miztourage can beat anybody right now until you build them up a little bit as being really dirty heels, or they need some way to win before they get in the ring. Like, it, and maybe know. beating these guys is what they need down the road for sure. Right. Absolutely. Um, I like the match. Um, nothing stuck out to me in particular, but I know that there was a few things for you. So why don't you lay them out there? For sure, man. Well, first of all, it was a slow moving match for real. Um, the crowd didn't really seem into it. Maybe they were still having that dreaded pre-show match where the crowd wasn't even really there yet. Yep. You know, but I like how they're blocking out the crowd still. Yep. They're not showing us anymore how bad it is because they used to do that all the time. For sure. But uh, big old Luke Gallows had his spray tanner on legit. Carl uh, Anderson. It seemed like he took most of the match. You know, he was in there for a long while, and then all of a sudden, you know. Gallows came came in the ring with a super kick party. All of a sudden, there's a magic killer, and there it is, one, two, three. But the Miztourage did work over Carl Anderson quite a bit. So, like you said, they are no slouches, and hopefully, you know, moving forward, they they get some momentum going. They can both wrestle, and I fully see the Miztourage as a viable tag team. Um, they got to be built a little bit, but if they, in six months, were the champions, I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. Both these guys can work. There's no no doubt about that to me. You just got to not let them get squashed all the time. That's, right. that's what, uh, you know, jobbers are for. If you need to make somebody look bad, don't use yeah. those guys anymore. Spend the money on the jobber for yeah. the night. And... They'll probably do it for free just to be on TV and have you guys sure. look at them. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but 
if you want those guys to be strong and us to not wonder when we're watching the match, um, you know, build them up a little bit. But I'm totally happy with Luke Gallows and uh, Carl Anderson winning. I think that sets them up to be somewhere on the WrestleMania card, whether yeah. it's in a big tag team BS uh, thing, <laughs> even on the pre-show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, they'll they be somewhere. Be somewhere, absolutely. I saw... Um, a funny uh, tweet the other day, speaking of tag teams, where, um, oh man, I forget the concept of it, but basically Bo Ray Dudley came back saying if he wanted, if he could be in any match at WrestleMania this year, it would be the Dudley Boys, the Hardys, the Young Bucks, and uh, there was one other team, oh, the Bar, Four Way nice. TLC. Oof. Yeah, how dirty would that match be? And not to mention, that, like, the day before, DeBar was basically challenging, you know, Anyone, playing an right? open challenge out there for WrestleMania. I basically. think I saw this one. And the I Young Bucks, uh, Matt Jackson or whatever, came out and said, oh, we have that date off. Oh, and, I did not know we were going they? with that one oh, because yeah. I saw Bubba Ray answered that one with a oh. picture of the Dudleys and Stacey Keebler with the titles. Oh, okay. Because you're right. Cause the bar, I didn't even see that picture. Because the bar was like, you know, we're beating all contenders on Raw. We need, a, we need an opponent for WrestleMania. So that is awesome that the Young Bucks answered yep. and the Dudley Boys answered. Yep. And then, times. Yeah, so Bubba Ray Dudley's suggestion was what we just went over, and the Young Bucks were throwing their names in the hat. So, I, dude, imagine if the Young Bucks came out. Yeah. Woo. Chills. Like, yeah. The place would blow Legit. up. And the fact that they're willing to, um, the Young Bucks are, you know, they're obviously willing to do business with WWE if that's the case. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not holding any grudges, and wwe's not really known for holding grudges either as far as copyright stuff whatever anything really you right know they got I mean? the cease and desist it is what it is and but... they stopped and it is what it is yeah. you know so i think they're doing the right things but speaking of the young bucks real quick i just want to touch base on this on vacation at magic kingdom i wore my young buck shirt now i got about six two sweets from dads my age maybe a little bit older in their in their polo shirts about six of those but i got three disney employees in character break character come up to me like the conductor of the monorail just walked up didn't say a word until he was like an inch from my face and he said the bullet club is not okay (laughs) and then I was. You're probably gonna get that dude fired. Now. I was. <laughs> I didn't give him the name. Uh, I was eating lunch, and you know the girl was dressed all old school style, like haunted mansion, whatever. But I was throwing my trash out, and she was just like, "I love your shirt, too sweet me." <laughs> <laughs> and so my experiment of wearing a young buck shirt was awesome. And at my hotel, every morning there was a guy who came up and just wanted to talk wrestling, wanted to talk wrestling because I always. I'm wearing some sort of wrestling shirt most of the time. So this yeah. one, I was wearing my outsider shirt. Nice. And, you know, he was telling me all about his WrestleMania predictions, which was Undertaker and Cena. But who knows where that's going? We don't know. But anyway, I just wanted to touch base on that with the Young Bucks because they are just too sweet. Hey, man, I would like to see some Young Bucks at WrestleMania. So, you know, WWE. Get on it, man. Yeah, if anybody's listening, that's what we want to see. Uh, main card kicked off and... I was super stoked to see that the uh, chamber started coming down and yeah. uh, they were going to do the women's match first. Bookend chambers. That's the way you got it's got to be done. They learned their lesson from the Royal Rumble. Clearly, they're not going to pull any of that crap again. And uh, yeah, we got the women right off the bat. They got 
a good um, amount of time, man. The match wasn't fast. I mean, it, they at least get 20 minutes, you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. to, to get everybody in. So that's right. pretty good for, for a women's match, you know what I mean? That's a lot of time. They worked quite a bit more than that. I thought everybody looked super strong. Mm-hmm. I thought everybody got their moves in. The main person that stuck out to me, honestly, was, uh, you know, both of them, Absolution, but especially Mandy Rose. I thought she was on top of her game. I thought mm-hmm. she did super sweet, like convincing moves, good selling. All those things are characteristics of everybody else in the match, but you're more, they do it all the time. You right. know, uh, Sasha Banks always has good matches. Um, Bailey, Bailey, right. Bailey, you know what I mean? She's yeah. always she's going to have a good match, a great match with some people, you know what I mean? So um, that it wasn't a surprise to me that everybody looked good. It, it did surprise me how good the new girls looked. They looked so good. So that they could hang. Yeah. Just like oh. we were talking about in the episode before. Like, yep. this is what they need. It looked and good. They, they and delivered, for sure. Absolutely. Um, Mandy Rose is going to be a champion. I mean, she got the look. She got the move. She got the body. Everything's ready for that girl. She got huge lifts in her boots. Did you look at them? <laughs> no, I still keep forgetting. You monster <laughs> lifts in her boots, dude. I don't even know how she walks she on those shorty. things, dude. Um, but I just think, you know, she's trying to be different. She's trying to be that the tall girl. Um <laughs> On Raw, you know what I mean? Because Charlotte's over on... Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm blonde and tall. Me, yeah, yeah, I'm not blonde and short Ooh. like Alexa Bliss. That would make us the same. You know what I mean? Like, um, So I thought that was cool. And, yeah. you know, speaking of Alexa Bliss, she won. She did the... Oh, I forget what they call it now. The Sparkle Splash. Twisted Bliss, baby. Twisted Bliss off the top of the pod to the outside. And, man, if there was not mats down, that would have been way cooler. <laughs> but it was awesome, dude. It looked good. Probably would have broke her knees, though. She, Something. she did good, man. It looked really good. And um, we got another move off the top of the pod, Mickey James. Yep. I, don't know, I forget what she calls it, too. Do you know? No. It's like... Uh, like the loose ass brass, right? Yeah, Rey Mysterio's, like, jump off and land on your chest, like, bonsai yeah. top style. Um, but, yeah, man, that was super Off the cool. top, too. Yeah, and what we were saying, where they put the pads, they also made room for someone to completely stand on the pod. Yeah. Because the old pod, like, I think the first one, first one ever, RVD went for a frog splash off it, but he had to crouch because the chains were hitting him in the head. Yeah. But now you can straight up stand. And they did a lot of that in oh, yeah. all the matches, the stand. Mickey James, like you said. Yep. And then I think Sasha and um, Bailey were up there at one point. Yeah, chasing around Alexa. And I like that. I was all for that. I thought that was entertaining as hell. It was smart. And creative. You know, like, oh, up and down, back and forth. I I, I like that part. It was definitely smart. One thing I noticed the second time I watched it was that uh, the wrestlers had their names on the door of the pod, so they made sure they got in the right ones. Really? Yeah. So Ah. I I was wondering if, uh, you know, I – in the men's match, they blew one of them out, so I don't know if that's how they set it up, so they knew which one to go through, and they didn't get confused or whatever. But yeah, they had their names on, on the pods in like a, <laughs> a like a clear decal. You could see it in certain oh. shots. Um, but I thought that was kind of funny, just little tricks of the trade, like so people forget, don't get on pod, and obviously they're thinking that much into it of how their camera shots are gonna go and stuff like that, and who they want where. So I thought that was cool, man. The whole match great. So much better than the first Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, first women's elimination chamber match. I imagine that that's gonna, you know, be three right there because of the moves we saw. Everything was smooth. When Mickey James did her uh, finisher off the top, she only landed on Bailey. You know what I mean? Six mm-hmm. six women didn't catch her. Yep. Um, same thing with Alexa Bliss when she did the sparkle splash. It was straight on to uh, um, Sasha Banks, right? Yep. Nobody else. Bailey did an yeah. elbow drop to the outside. Yep. That, that was that, that was off the turnbuckle though, right? Yeah. It's still cool. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Um, 
it was great, man. I thought it was good. I liked the way they teased using the Elimination Chamber at first. Like, Sonya Deville and uh, Bailey went back and forth. Like, oh, oh I'm yeah. going to throw Blocking you into it. it. I'm going to throw you into it. And it was a good few minutes before the first person went into the, uh, the cage of the Elimination Chamber. And it built the anticipation because I was looking for it. I wanted it. And they didn't let me have it for a little while. And I thought that was really cool and really smart. And you don't always get that. You know what I mean? That's good psychology, I guess. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I, I, I thought it was great, man. No yeah. complaints from me whatsoever. I was happy to watch it again the second time, too. You oh. know, it's not something I fast-forwarded through by any means. Right. And they opened up the story with uh, Sasha and Bailey. You know, they did yeah. the whole Lion King moment where Sasha kicked Bailey in the face. But then I like... Uh, Bailey came back with some receipts. Like they oh, yeah. started amping up the uh, intensity, getting that going between them. Yep. But but then you know, bam, Bliss rolled up Bailey they, for the elimination out of nowhere. I liked it, man. I actually um, was a little surprised that that happened. You know, the turn on Bailey just because. Um, they talk about it so much commentary wise, like, mm-hmm. oh, Sasha Banks is gonna turn on Bailey. Right. Sasha Banks is gonna turn and on Bailey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't expect it all of a sudden, and then, and then it finally. <laughs> I happens. told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey Graves screams out, "I've been telling you this for months," you know. So that was kind of cool because I didn't really expect it right there. I kind of expected them to team up a little bit more and get to the end. You know what I mean? Um, Cesaro and Sheamus walking in with the straps against Titus Worldwide. I think mm-hmm. it. I know that there was a little, uh, you know, I wonder if Titus Worldwide will uh, pull it off this time. I think I was firmly in the bar's uh, wheelhouse on this one that I thought they were going to win for sure, and they did. It was pretty quick. Yeah, man, I was on the bar stool for that one. There was um, not much that about this match that convinced me that Apollo and Titus uh, could could beat them. They try, they're trying to make them look strong and make them look big, and they got their, their moves in, and Titus does the big boots. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just Titus doesn't do it for me. I don't think he has the that personality that like I'm looking for in a wrestler. And Apollo Cruz has the skills, but he, he doesn't have the mic work. And Dana Brooks not the answer to that. Right. And I don't think Titus is either, which they probably thought was the case. You know that one of them would take up the mic, but I think all three of them struggle. <laughs> yeah. And but. I don't know. I'm not into. I'm not in. The more I watch him, the more I don't like Titus. You want to try to, but it's just like. Yeah, like I know you're a cool dude, and you're like you're a nice dude, and you help people out, but yeah, I don't know. He doesn't do it for me. I'm happy to see the bar win. They need to be with the straps at WrestleMania, doing work against somebody. You know what I mean? So I'm glad to see that they're going with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of tag teams, real quick, I know NXT announced that the. Winners of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Invitational or Tag Team Classic, they get the shot for the tag team straps at the NXT um, New Orleans pay per view. Nice, uh, dope, perfect. Yes, like the tag team tournament was always awesome anyway. Now it's so much better because you're not getting just a trophy, you're getting a title shot at mm-hmm. the biggest pay per view of the year. Why couldn't WWE do something like that? Yeah. A tag team tournament that where the winners get a title shot, mm-hmm. give all these tag teams a chance to shine on their way up to WrestleMania. I think that would have been a great idea. Dude, now you got my juices flowing on NXT. Congratulations, Triple H. Like, you're handling business right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Can we just keep going on NXT for a moment? Sure, go ahead. You know, have you heard about the new title that's going to be unveiled yeah it's gonna be like a north a, north american title yeah it's gonna be like the internet continental title but for yeah. NXT. and you hear about the match 
that they're gonna have at the New Orleans NXT yeah. takeover. Whew. I'm pretty sure he's six man ladder EC, match. EC3 is gonna win that match. Ricochet. Whew. Yeah. He, Gonna do something sweet. Rick, the Ricochet, is Adam be, Page. Ricochet will be the no, Adam Page. Yeah, right. Yeah, I wish Adam Page. Okay. I got the I got the Bullet Club on my mind. Sorry, yeah. Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, I mean uh, Adam Cole's being groomed to be the champion down there. I think, mm-hmm. and uh, but as far as you know, their secondary title, which is basically what that's going to be, the worker title. I think uh, either EC3 or Ricochet, but I think EC3 I'm with you. EC3 is where EC, my mind went. EC3. Can carry a title. We've seen it for a long time. Like that's where you want to put a new title, no doubt about it. You know, the same reason Kenny Omega got New Japan's new title. Like EC3, you know, is the guy. That's who you want to put it on. Ricochet can chase him for six months, and and we can call it a wrap. But um, I absolutely think they got to put it on EC3. I'm excited for that match too, man. I don't know about having two titles, like with only an hour show once a week. Like you got to show me more guys then. Um, but I guess if you look at those six, you know, that's good. But I, I think um, Ricochet is going to be on 205 Live. So I don't think these are really, like, long. Some of the guys, it doesn't convince. I don't think Ricochet is going to win because he's going to be on 205 Live winning that title. Yeah. So kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? I, I'm I really, just stoked to see him. EC3, baby. That's where yep. it's going with that one. All right. So let's uh, rewind it back to Fastlane. Sorry about that. So we got the bar. Yeah. Here, here were my notes for that match, straight up. Sure. Bar wins with a dope white noise. It did look good that time. It, 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 most the, the double team good. white noise. They're really coming together with like their double team moves. Everything is just sick. I like that they're wearing the same trunks now. They're not just wearing the same color trunks. Yep. They're, they're wearing the same trunks. I think that's really cool. They're, mm-hmm. Like, that's you, like you've been style, saying, right? that they're ta- yeah, they're tag team style, but it's becoming more and more and more. And um, they're definitely one of the legit tag teams. They got a sweet name. It's not like she's not Cesaro dudes. Just, yeah, it's not just Shizaro. They're not two dudes thrown together anymore. They're the bar to yep. me at this point. And uh, either one of them could break off and win a singles title tomorrow. You know what I mean? So I, th- I think it's super cool what they're doing with them. Happy to see them win. I'm excited to see where, what happens at uh, WrestleMania. You know, the revival. It's got to be somewhere in the conversation with these guys. I would like to say the Good Brothers, but probably not unless it's like a big schmoz type thing. Um, but yeah, man, I, I dug it. I, I wasn't surprised that they won. What I was surprised about is uh, that the next match was uh, Asuka defeating Nia Jax the way she did with the quick roll-up. Yeah. That totally kind of threw me off a little bit because I didn't expect either one of those girls to lose. I'm pretty sure that's what I said on the podcast. Like... If you have to pick some, you know, you got to get Asuka winning somehow, but not on a quick roll-up in the middle of the ring. Like, that that was a little weird to me. Uh, what did you think about the finish on that one? I thought it was an a good reversal. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. So, on that aspect, it was it was good, but it was quick. Yeah, that part's cool. It just doesn't – I mean, little Asuka is going to pin down big Nia Jax on a quick roll-up. Roll like, Ooh, I don't know, man, but – I dug the match. It was good. It was physical. Yeah. Um, I really liked afterwards when Nia Jax beat down Asuka. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. Um, super stiff. The throw into the barricade and stuff like that. I, I thought yeah. it all looked great. I thought it was the perfect end. So yep. she did, Nia Jax did get her heat back like that. 
I just think that uh, it could have been better. It, they could have still done that. Right. You know what I mean? Had her be upset because, oh, it was the count out. And I, I had my leg under the rope. I, you know what I mean? They could have done something right. different. But um, I liked where it all ended up at the end. And this far into the show, like, you know, we're basically halfway. I haven't been disappointed with any match or anything that they've done, nope. to and, be honest. And I honestly thought Nia looked good in this match. I remember, like, thinking to myself, okay, this is what they're portraying Nia to be. Yep. She showed up. She showed up tonight. You know, she did the jackhammer. She did the torture rack. Yep. She's just looking strong. It, it was good. Absolutely, man. I, I 100% agree on that, and I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, man, the, these two, if they, like, you know, got 30 minutes at WrestleMania, would uh, put on a show. For, from what I saw right there, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I liked it, man. And, you know, that's got to be a pretty definitive Asuka's uh, going after Charlotte deal for me. Or, you know what I mean? Because they're really going back and forth. And, and it, they're really emphasizing that she can choose either person. So it's kind of a given if uh, that she would choose Alexa Bliss. So I think that the reason they're planting those seeds is because she's going to go after Charlotte. And they're going to do some weird... Because isn't Charlotte still undefeated on pay-per-views? Ooh, I haven't even thought about I that, think Char- that for a I little while. I think Charlotte, as the champion, is undefeated at pay-per-views. And, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, at WPC Smash. But I, this is kind of like, could be a huge thing. And we're probably going to find out, you know, this week after Fastlane what their real plans are with that. You know what I mean? But keep that in the back of your head. Who yeah. knows? Um, Woken Matt Hardy defeated Bray Wyatt. That match, uh, to me, was it was good. Um, you know, these guys could use more time. They can both work. Bray For Wyatt, sure. when he lays out and does that sideways body splash in the middle of the ring oh, after love hitting it. the ropes, every time. He, Is it an elbow? Is it a body splash? I never know. It looks it's so like quick. it hurts it's like sweet. hell. Yeah, it looks like it hurts like hell all the time, you know, not just some of the time. So, when, to me, that stuck out to me the most. They they stayed in character. They did their thing. Um I thought this one should have... There was a lot of these kind of weird matches where I didn't really want to see somebody lose uh, this close to WrestleMania. But I guess since um, Bray Wyatt won last time, Matt Hardy going over this time was... Mm-hmm. It was it was fine. That, you know, something that you could deal with. I think that they're going to... They're obviously setting up big final deletion stuff. Yeah, I heard it was already filmed, actually. At the Hardy compound and stuff. So I'm interested to see that and if, like, that's something that we're going to get before WrestleMania and then these two are going to split up or if they're going to show it at WrestleMania as, like, you know, this is live. But I don't see them... I don't think they're going to do that at WrestleMania. I don't think so either. I honestly think some... The planets are going to align and they're going to team up. That's what I think is going to happen. They're going to team up at WrestleMania. Okay. If Jeff, if uh, br- Brother Nero isn't ready, okay. I think they're going to put Bray and Matt together, and maybe they'll answer the call of the bar. All right. That's what I'm thinking. That's not but bad. who knows? That's outside the box. I didn't even think of that, but I like it. I, if that happens, that'd be sweet. Like would... maybe, however the final deletion goes down, or ultimate deletion is yeah, what they're calling the it. Ultimate maybe deletion. Bray will, it will be like, oh, I finally understand the ways. Of broken Matt Hardy, blah, 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 whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it makes sense. But they, I mean... I like that. That's different. This match, I noted down the small things that Matt Hardy does. Like, yeah, he has his quirks where it takes him forever to get up and whatever. But so in this match, he clearly missed a punch. I don't know if you saw that. It was almost towards the beginning. But he still notice. shook his hand out like, oh, like, yeah. oh, I just rocked him with a hard one. Like, Matt Hardy gets selling. Oh, yeah. Even if it's on the offensive. And I thought that was just really cool. I noted that one out. And then I noted 
something was going on during the match. Do you see the crowd was distracted? And then it was beach balls. Uh, <laughs> That's what it was. It really? Do you think people snuck them in because they had just banned them from Mania yeah. and that stuff? And they kind of like, F you, WWE, we're going to do what we want to do. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes maybe it's a fight or someone's getting kicked out or something. So the sure. crowd, you always see the, the whole, like, hard camera sides looking around and yeah. so i wrote it down like oh snap something's going on yeah. oh it's just beach balls yeah yeah yeah. Somebody but that's a bummer that. too because it takes the attention away obviously it took my attention away but that's true yeah you know but then all of a sudden hardy wins with a twist of fate bam he just Clean beat a, a yeah. former world champion right there bam yep um i'm interested to see where it goes because this ain't over yet obviously we know uh ultimate it's solutions coming. over yes <laughs> i uh I'm happy. But I, I want to see them keep going. They could do more. Mm-hmm. I, as long as it's not projections <laughs> on the ring, I, I'll be mostly happy about that. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, main event style, Elimination Chamber. This match was awesome, in my opinion. I think it uh, started out perfectly. The, you know, Everybody got their entrances. Elias got to yep. play a tune. Talk um, some smack. Yeah, and as soon as he got faced with Braun Strowman, he ran into his pod. Um, I liked it. I everything there's there was so much good stuff in it that you couldn't list it off right now. But right. in particular, to me, um, Braun Strowman, you know, busting through the or throwing I forget who it was even you know somebody threw straight through the pod, you know, busting that up the plexiglass or whatever you want to yep. call it. I thought that was cool. Um, I thought Braun Strowman, you know, beating the crap out of everybody and getting all the the record amount of eliminations and yep, that was cool. All that kind of stuff, I thought it was great. The I visual of Braun on top of the pod with the Miz bashing him against that new window yep. on top, so that the, the crowd can see what's going on up there. I thought that was that was a good awesome. spot. Yeah, I there was so much. I mean, top to bottom. I mean, this was a solid forty minutes or fifty minutes or however long it was. It was a long time. Yeah, great wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. A lot of double maneuvers, double blockbuster by uh, Rollins. That was cool. Yep, they didn't. Um, Nobody laid down. I noticed that. Nobody was accused of sleeping in the corner. You know, I, yep. didn't, I didn't really notice that. That's so true. that's No great. snoozing. Yeah, nobody, you know, two guys weren't in the ring while the rest of them were laying on the outside. So I really liked that. I The only thing, problem I got is that Roman Reigns won the match at the end. <laughs> you know, it came down to Braun Strowman and Roman. And, I know and then you got a match in that. Yeah. Just between those two. Once everyone else is gone, you got another legit match. And it was good, man. And Roman can work. And, uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. And I really – I Roman is on that John Cena category for me because yeah. I don't hate him, but I kind of like him, but I don't really like him a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know, dude. He's – he does everything right, and he says all the right things, and he he's a good worker, and he has good matches, but his move set sucks. I don't like the way he looks, like dress wise, like the dude, chest just, protector, yeah, right? yeah. And for John Cena, it's the colors and stuff like that. But that's his gimmick, whatever. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um, he's just force fed. That's yeah. How I there's feel not about really it. all that much to not like about the guy. The reason you don't like him is because they want you to like him so much, and. Uh, he did a sweet shoot promo the next night on Raw, you know, going off on Brock Lesnar and stuff like that for not being at the show and this and that. It felt very work shoot, like it wasn't real. Um, right. I bought in. 
So that killed it a little bit for me. Um, but I did enjoy it. Like, I was sitting there and I'm like, right on, dude. Like, if you did more of this and I just, and I didn't feel like Vince McMahon told you to say that, it would be all good. Like, you right. know what I mean? Um, it was just kind of, it was like if John Cena came out and just like said that same promo, right. it would be like, eh. I, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't cut his mic, so it wasn't that yeah. shitty. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it was just, it, it was fine. It was things that you've heard before. You know what I mean? You kind right, of just things we think about. He was just saying it. Yeah, yeah. Just like he said. And and Roman, I, I, I have a, I, if I look back far enough, Roman's made those kind of comments before. You know, it was probably about John Cena last time. You know yeah. what I mean? But the same promo, right. basically, but just about a different guy. But it, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm with it. It makes total sense. Like, WrestleMania is six weeks away, and the champion of the company isn't even on their flagship show. It makes sense, dude. He was right about everything he says. He had to cut a promo on himself just to, you know, get the yeah get the seats filled for WrestleMania. Yeah, man. You I, know? I thought that was the only thing that it was I, a good I, way to go. I wanted Braun Strowman to win. I know that you called it the whole way, but I still think Braun Strowman against Brock Lesnar was the money match at WrestleMania, but apparently not. You know, everybody else in the match is already starting to get stuff set up for WrestleMania. We're going to see a three-way uh, Finn, Seth, and The Miz. So they kind of got that all worked out in the Elimination yep. Chamber and stuff like that. Now we're going to get that. We're going to see Braun and Elias, it looks like, right now. Mm-hmm. And obviously Roman will uh, go at it with the champs, so... I mean, all of those matches sound exciting to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I got no complaints with that. Nope. Everybody's got a spot on the show. You know, these are the seven big names, in my opinion. And uh, speaking of good promos, The Miz put laid out a really sweet promo the next week yeah. on Raw. Yeah. Basically going off about how he gets treated like crap, and, and he's right. You know, the examples that he made were exactly right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, for me, top to bottom, this show was a solid A minus. I don't even know. Like I feel bad saying A minus, but what kind of show are you? Like what's an A plus? You know what I mean? So right. I gotta well, I gotta leave some room for improvement. You know what I mean? But <laughs> dude, it was uh, for me. The minus was the Ronda Rousey segment. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Forgot about that. I blew. Th- that's not. Yeah. Ronda Rousey. I'm sorry, Sanini. You, you should be a Paul Heyman guy. Yeah. And uh, I think Paul Heyman could put her over. Mm-hmm. so fast and hard that it would rock her world dude yeah and this is my note from that once the smile is gone ronda is money yeah because when she puts that badass switch on and she was like staring down stephanie and yeah. was like what'd you just say to me and blah 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 that's what she needs to do and she did that the next night on raw yeah she's getting better she is getting better you know she's super nervous you can tell and that'll go away you yeah know what i mean no big deal but how do we know they're not telling her to go out there and be the shy fan you know, like I, I like to think about that. Like, it's true. You, they, they could be. But either way, I doubt it. But yeah, you know, yeah, she looks scared, dude. Yep. <laughs> she looks like she's shitting her pants. It'd like, be like if they gave me a mic and said, yeah, "Go ahead, hell yeah, you're gonna dude. go in there with Kurt Angle, yeah. Triple H, and Stephanie. Go I'd ahead, be like, uh, don't uh, forget your lines, bud. I'm gonna beat you up tomorrow. I like Hi. wrestling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, I, I like to play. Totally makes sense, man. Um, so, dude, I, I like the show, I, and it was. In my opinion, the perfect setup for the next six weeks leading us into WrestleMania. Oh, yeah! The last pay-per-view of the WrestleMania season, you know, the road to WrestleMania. The last stop. That one's coming up, you know, this weekend. So if you want to lay out the card real quick and we can kind of 
make some opinions on what we think is going to happen. I'm not going to go in any particular order, but um, the big match, obviously, is the WWE Championship match. Who's going to face Nakamura, who won the Royal Rumble? In my opinion, it should be AJ Styles versus one person, but it's not. It's a huge match, which really, like, puts the pressure on AJ and kind of makes me worry because Alexa Bliss just retained, you know, in a big match like that. But it's going to be AJ Styles versus John Cena versus Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin and Big Dolph Ziggler in a six-pack challenge. This is a legit match where any one of these people could have a great match with Nakamura at WrestleMania. It Mm -hmm. would be totally believable. The work would be good. The promos would be good beforehand. Everything about it would be good. So I'm not worried at all about the men in the match. I just really want AJ to be in that spot against Nakamura at WrestleMania for the strap. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be. They could take it off him tonight and he could still wrestle Nakamura. But, I mean, that doesn't make sense. Right. Not, you know what I mean? So, in my opinion, it's got to be AJ. And, um, you know, there's a couple other small storylines going on. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are still doing the We're Best Friends, but the makeup breakup game, yep. you know, week to week. Dolph Ziggler is still like, oh, I don't want to be here. I don't have music and stuff. I'm that's cool. Everyone, yeah, that's but... fine. Baron Corbin, he needs a manager. Vince McMahon, bring back managers, dude. Some of these guys are great. They just need managers, <laughs> you know, just to get them going. He can figure it out but in my opinion he's just not ready yet and john cena obviously could jump in and take the title at any time i don't think we would he they would do the record-breaking championship run or fast lane no offense nope gonna be a good show but not that's not the spot for john cena to win that title so i don't think that that happens there um in my opinion it's it's aj styles match to win yep all day and that's what I want. I Phenomenal. Think, I think they know that that's what everybody wants. And, and they'll set something else up. And if it's not what we get, it, I'll be surprised. It would totally, totally throw me for a loop if, like, Dolph Ziggler walks away. With the title, you know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. Maybe they, that's what they promised him when he signed the new paycheck. Um, tag team titles are going to be on the line. The Usos versus The New Day. This should be a classic as usual. You yeah. Know, this anytime, is all we've pretty much talked about the last year. Anytime these two touch in the ring uh, – we get a legit classic, so I don't expect anything less, you know, at Fastlane. Um, I do think the Usos will um, go into WrestleMania as the champions. New Day could chase, or whoever's going to chase, but I think the heels go in as the, the mm-hmm. champions. And they're the cool heels, so it's not even really yeah. that much uh, of a, you know, a heel run into WrestleMania, but I think... Uh, in my opinion, the Usos walk into WrestleMania. They made the whole big deal about how they haven't been on WrestleMania. I bet they're on the card, too. You know, the yeah. real card. Well, think about this. I was just thinking this. Like, New Day also could go in as champs because last year they were just the hosts. That's true. And they didn't get a match either. I think New Day wins them at WrestleMania, and I think that this match is absolutely on the card. But if something weird happens at Fastlane and the titles change hands then instead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anything could happen. Yep. I think the Bludgeon Brothers are somewhere in the conversation, right? There's the SmackDown guys, right? Yep. Yeah, so... And, and Gable. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, I, I hope they don't Sean do a Benjamin. big spiel. Like, the Usos and the New Day, those those guys deserve that spot, I think, at yeah. WrestleMania. And the rest of the guys can be in the battle definitely earned it. Yeah, the rest of the guys can be in the battle They could just have a SmackDown tag team match. <laughs> like... Every all the other tag teams on SmackDown, go at it. How about like a rough them up? Uh, a four team tournament, and the winners get the uh, 
the championship shot on Raw the next night. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's when Authors of Pain come out and beat up everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that would yeah. be great. Um, a war machine. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Um, women's championship at Fastlane is going to be Charlotte Flair versus Ruby Riot. Um, I'm fairly certain that everybody uh, in this boat is on the, sh- the Charlotte train. Yep. You know, there's no way I think that she loses it before WrestleMania. Not to Ruby Riot, no offense, because she's a great worker. She got a good gimmick going on right now. It's just out of nowhere, though. Yeah, there's no way they they needed somebody to fill in for this match to like get to WrestleMania, I think, mm-hmm. and not get there too fast. So Ruby Riot, uh, perfect person to jump in this spot because yep. that shows confidence that you can go out there and have a championship match with Charlotte. You know what I mean? Do I think it's going to happen at WrestleMania? Absolutely not. But um, definitely Charlotte, no doubt, in my opinion. This is the match that intrigues me the most. And this is uh, Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton for the United States title. Yep. First off, I love that the titles are all getting defended on the show. Yep. That's great. You don't see that all the time. A Absolutely. lot of people get left off. But um, this is the one that really, like, hmm. I, I mean, do... They put the United States title on Randy Orton because he's never had it. Yep. Um, you got a point. They got the up-and-coming Bobby Roode, you know, young guy that they want to make money off of him. They, does he keep it? Mm, I don't know, man. I think they give it to Randy because that solves that problem of him having all the titles. And it gives uh, Bobby Roode the chance to turn heel. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's interesting. And the whole chase thing. It's yeah. always exciting when someone's chasing for a title. Yeah, and, and it's not yeah. over, you know, month to month in each pay-per-view. And now that they're not going to do, you know, every other month mm-hmm. a co- co-pay-per-view, everything's going to be, you know, they, the best of the best, not just this is what's happening next month because this is who we have on that roster. So, I mean, I'm super excited about that one. This was a kind of weird little uh, match that got thrown in, and that's uh, Nakamura versus Rusev. They're talking a little smack back and forth last couple weeks. But Rusev Day and oh, yeah. how he should be on WrestleMania and this and that. He's the best. Right. Two years ago at Fastlane, he he made John Cena go unconscious, and now he barely can get a match. And yep. he's, they're overlooking Rusev Day. I think he's right. I think uh, he got his shirt, and he's making him a lot of money, and he's doing everything the right way, but uh, he's not getting anywhere with it. Yeah. You know, they're uh, chanting for him in other promotions. Yeah, At Ring of Honor, the Chanting Rusev Day. Yeah, man. I mean, that if that doesn't tell you you're over, I don't know what does. So, um, I mean, I don't think you can have Nakamura lose and then go into WrestleMania and challenge the champion. Right. So I think this is Rusev's, you know, another opportunity for him to lay down. Yep. But, uh, yeah, that'll but teach, it you, also that'll shows... teach you to cut your hair, buddy. It's been, it's been a, year, <laughs> a year of shit since that's happened. But, I mean, it will also show that Shinsuke can hang with anyone. Oh, yeah, and you know he can. Like, he's here for a reason. This guy was the best that Japan had to offer before we were even watching Japanese wrestling on the mm-hmm. regular, you know what I mean? So that that's super cool. I think this next uh, women's, you know, four-way is kind of the uh, – or, no, this is a tag team tag style. Team. Yep. Yeah, Becky Lynch and Naomi and uh, Carmella and Natalia. I think uh, I think we see Carmella cash in at WrestleMania. I think they're trying so hard to make us forget about the money in the bank. You think so? Oh, yeah. When do they talk about it? She talks about it a little bit, but when she on TV? Not often. Right. You know what I mean? In my opinion, if you think back over the last three months, they're trying to make us forget about Money in the Bank. Because so it's a super dope surprise. Yeah. When's the, you know, uh, Rollins did it a few years ago at Mania. Mm-hmm. 
But um, the women have never cashed in. What's the best time to cash it in the first time at WrestleMania? Yep. You know what I mean? I, I hope she doesn't win. You know, something weird happens. I don't see her walking around with the title right now. But there's not, besides Charlotte, there's not a ton of options. And Becky Lynch, I guess, there's not a ton of options on that roster, in my opinion. Nobody else can work the mic and the crowd and do the work in the ring. Like, all of it. All as a yep. package. You know what I mean? So, Come on, man. Sarah Logan, for show. <laughs> she needs some practice, in my opinion. But, um, hey, man, that's a sweet card. Yeah, opinion. not you know, bad at all. What do you all. think about that? Like, championship, championship, championship. Yep. couple uh, small little, you know, made-up grudge matches that we talked about at the end. And yep. Those will be, you know, one of those will be on the pre-show, and one of them will be a filler before the main event. So I'm fine with that. You need those kind of matches. Yeah, and the best part about it is when it's over, it's like high gear into WrestleMania. This Hell is when yeah. all the storylines are going to start forming. Yep, you're going to figure everything out. Crazy rumors. Is John Cena wrestling The Undertaker? Is he wrestling Rey Mysterio? You know what right. I mean? Is he going to be put in one of the championship matches because he's big match John and they, they couldn't make a deal with Mysterio or Undertaker or whatever yep. it is? Like, where is Cena going to go? And Cena must pose at the end of WrestleMania winning his <laughs> record 17th championship. Cue the trumpets. I don't, I, dude, it wouldn't surprise me, man, but the fact that I don't know leaves me excited. Yep. You know, and each week, especially now, like heading into Raw and SmackDown, it's going to be like every week, like, oh, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? You know, they're setting up, you know, the the best time of the year, WrestleMania time, you know, and, and now it's, that's super exciting to me and I'm, I'm ready for it, dude. What time is it? Tell me what time it is. It's that time. Let's get into the Spotlight Match of the Week. All right, Mike Moran, it is my favorite time of the week, and that is the Spotlight Match of the Week. Dude. Oh, yeah. This was the one. Like, the, oh, one, yeah. the, the one that you put off because you know, like, this, yep. one, this one can be used at any moment yep. to be a Spotlight Match of the Week. This was the one that when you came up with this idea... This was the match that instantly went in my head and was like, one day. Yeah. But not yet. Dude, not yet. I was super excited to watch it. Um, WrestleMania 13, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret the Hitman Hart in a submission match with the special guest referee being Ken Shamrock. Dude, this is one of my favorite matches of all time. Top three for sure. You know what I mean? In my opinion, all time. This is uh, the match that really put Austin over for me like a lot of guys you know um he was super over here you know he'd already done the Austin 360 thing at King of the Ring and everything was all good and he was being groomed to be champion but um in my opinion this uh kind of I don't know he he showed me emotion in this match like real emotion that you can get like attached to yep you know um I that stuff happens at the end but man I I was super Super excited, impressed. Um, every time you watch this match, you know, it gets better and better, in my opinion. It's one of those weird I felt the same way. You yep. know what I mean? Um, we had Vince, JR, and the King on commentary. This is probably one of the first three-man boosts that I remember. Um, it was very much uh, JR and the King at this time. Mm-hmm. And it just must have been that transition of Vince not being right there, you know, and being the guy. Because... This whole, you know, the three guys feud, Stone Cold, Bret the Hitman Hart, and Vince McMahon, that three-way triangle of arguing yep. and getting real and doing shoot promos, it all it, it was all going down at this time. So I think um, 
it kind of threw me off that Vince was on commentary in this match. For some reason, I didn't remember that. But I thought it was super good, man. Well, fun fact with the Vince on commentary. So this was March of 97. So I believe October 97. Little fun fact. Hell in a Cell. That was Vince's last commentary job. Okay, so it was six months after this or so. Yep. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it was all happening. Like, this is the, where it's all going down. What a maneuver! I um, I was surprised when Ken Shamrock came out how jacked he was. <laughs> yeah. like, dude, I Can made you a note. get him a tighter shirt? I made a note, steroids, LOL. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, he was ripped and way bigger than he ever was in mm-hmm. the USC. Like, he was clearly oh, yeah. hitting the juice. And I would like to say it was just the gym, but it was not. <laughs> like, the dude was a monster. He was way bigger than both of the guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was noticeable. And the tight shirt thing is a schmedium. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, dude. Um, there was a really cool video package right off the bat kind of showing why these guys didn't like each other. Yeah. Um, Narrated by one Todd Pattengale. It was great, man. It was really good package. And WWE's always been good at video packages. But even back then, you know, at WrestleMania 13, we got top-notch. Like, if you'd never watched wrestling, you would fully understand what was going on. Mm -hmm. And you could get into this match. Um, Bret Hart was the crybaby heel coming in. It's it seems very shoot because that's where they're going. Like we just talked about with Vince and Stone Cold right. and Brett, Brett the Hitman Hart. Some of the stuff he's saying, especially in the video package, when he shoved um, Vince, right? This place is bullshit. Yeah, um, it's an effing joke. Yep, yep. I, I'm the best there is. The best there was it. All that, like Brett the Hitman Hart, believes that he still believes it to this day. Like yep. there's no doubt in my mind that that was real for him, and that's what a shoot is—that it's real. That you're saying something that's real. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, um, he was the Cryberry heel, but it wasn't fake. It was it was all real, and it was maybe a little jab at him, but I think he got that. That's how he was going to make money right then. You know what I mean? He's wrestling at WrestleMania in a match for I think they announced it was like his twelfth one. You know what I mean? Yep. So it was um, it, w- it was really cool. Um, the crowd's definitely pro-Austin, but not as much as I expected or remembered. They were, they were, Hitman Hart had his fans there. For sure. This, um, this match wasn't in Canada. You know no, what I Chicago. mean? Chicago. So yeah. there was no reason for, at this time, uh, there to be a very pro-Hitman crowd. But I think that they, I don't want to say... They both got cheered when they came out, you know what I mean? To a, to an extent. Obviously, mm-hmm. Austin, when the glass breaks, gets... Which is awesome memory. Yeah. The Austin know. pop, you know what I it mean? It wasn't like an extravagant entrance for Austin, but he literally had the glass shatter, which was cool. Yep. I Absolutely awesome, dude. I, I couldn't believe that both these guys were so over at this point that, um, that they would be wrestling each other, you know what I mean? Like, these guys could have been putting over or getting put over by two other totally separate separate guys. Now you have two great matches on the card instead of just one, but no complaints because we got one of the greatest of all time. Um, Austin jumps heart right off the bat. Typical Perfect. Austin. You know what I mean? I like that. He's a, a rough and tumble Texan, and uh, he ain't afraid of a fight, and uh, he's been wanting to get his hands on Bret Hart, and he's going to do it as soon as he can. So I dug that. Um, they rolled around brawling and stuff like that. Loved it. Dude, super good. 
every punch from both of them was like right on, dude. You couldn't slow it down and tell me that these guys were not hitting each other. Right. You know what I mean? And I think, uh, yeah, that was my next note. Great punches. <laughs> yep. They look great, dude. Everything looked good. They, the sound was good. And that was um, one note that I made as well, that uh, the ring sound, for whatever reason in this match, really sounded good. When Bret Hart uh, took the turnbuckle to the sternum, I thought the ring was going to fall apart. Yeah. That's how hard he hit that ring, that, that turnbuckle. And it was a different sound, not the same sound that we get now, the bumps in the ring. Right. It Obviously, everything was mic'd up and loud, but it was like, and that's I don't a note, know, man. That's a note I always said, too. Bret and Owen, the way they hit the turnbuckles, whether it's sternum first, which is a classic Bret Hart move, and I can still hear JR, sternum first, sternum yeah. first, but... Even when they hit the the turnbuckle, you know, back first the regular way, they were always like top notch, and it made made you cringe. Like, oh man, like it looked like it roughed them up. Everything about it was believable. Um, they brawl into the crowd, and the crowd is pretty jacked up about it. You know what I mean? They're excited that they, they're so close to like two legends. Yep. They got like a couple security guards following them around, but they're basically, you know, the fans are touching them. They're in the Oh fight. yeah, the guy in the they're leather involved. jacket like <laughs> rubbing Stone Cold's bald head. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, you know, Shamrock got in his face real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. And Shamrock yep. was looking super jacked up, so I'm sure that Sorry, sir. Sat, sat right down, but I mean, this made me really reminisce about the Attitude Era and what I loved about it. And this is like pre-Attitude Era, yeah. too. the signs, the passion from the crowd. Like, yep. wrestling was all crowd passion for like five years. And, um, and that's something I always talk about, reactions and, and passion. This was the start And of I it. mean, they're in the crowd. They're still scrapping. Then, you know, Austin takes a backdrop on the stairs. Yep. That was like, legit. They didn't put no paddings on those cement stairs because we've nope. all been inside stadiums. We know how those stairs are. You know yep. what I mean? It's, it was um, great, dude. Nothing wrong with it. You know, every swing, every punch meant something. I um, I made a note that just said skills of Austin and Hart are tremendous. Like, mm-hmm. the both these guys were at the top of their game. They're showing you how it's done. Yeah, straight absolutely. Up. And it's funny because if you listen to Austin these days, he really gets down on the talent now about selling. And watching this match, Austin sold like crazy. They both did, yeah. Every punch meant something. Like you said, great. Even the punches. Like we're doing a spotlight on the match. We're talking about the way they punch. You would never do that. Because the week. way that they sell. Yep. No, you're right about that. You, we would never talk about that stuff in a recent match. So that's... And the rope work. Like, you know, Austin would get punched yes. and, like, stumble to stand up or grab the rope and run to the turnbuckle, if you will. Like, oh, every okay. little maneuver made sense. Yep. Um, I mean, at this point, they hadn't been in the ring at all. So uh, there was great use of the furniture on the outside. And not, like, nobody got put through a table... I'm talking about uh, the posts and the yep. steps. They got convincingly convincingly thrown into each of those, and it was all believable to mm-hmm. me. Like, it looked good. You know, it wasn't just Austin hitting the steps with his shoulder and pushing the steps five feet away with his arms. Right. You know what I mean? And at like, this point, it looked like a fight, too. Absolutely. I a mean, brawl for real. I was, pretty, I was pretty convinced that these guys, you know, shook hands beforehand and said, uh, let's lay it in there. And they both wanted to be the best worker mm-hmm. in the WWE at that time. And, and they laid it in for that reason. Finally, when they got back into the ring, uh, 
we get super stiff wrestling like we've been talking about the whole time. I love that, man. It's probably yeah. why I love this match because if a punch misses, it kills it for me. You know, it's a show. Make right. it good. Yeah. You know, make it a good show. Yep. Um, I can go to the VFW and watch, like, guys totally miss each other <laughs> and do 450s. You know what I mean? It's not a big yeah. deal. But to, for you to convince me that, you know, these guys are beating the shit out of each other, that's how you do it right there. WrestleMania yep. 13, Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> and Bretton the Hitman Hart. That's how you do it, in my opinion. Um, Brett was really working Austin's knee. Mm-hmm. This is a big part of the match. Big part of the story. Um, That's one of my favorite moves, too, how Brett does, like, the front flip, but he grabs your ankle, does the hamstring stretch. Yep. I don't know what you call it, but I love when Brett does that move. It's sweet. He did it, like, six times It in looks the match. like he broke his, breaks his leg when he does it, you know. Um, weirdly, right when they uh, get going and uh, working on the knee really hard, Austin hit him with a stunner out of nowhere. Like, yep, like that, a desperation stunner. Almost. Yeah, it wasn't like the big kick and the setup and, and everything. It was just like a stunner. But Stone Cold's knee was so hurt that he couldn't get up fast enough to make the cover. Um, he sold the knee tremendously. It right. Was, I mean, and he knew not to cover because it was a submission match. But where where does yeah. Austin go oh, from yeah, there? Because Austin wasn't really known as a submission guy. I mean, when he was the ringmaster, he did the Million Dollar Dream. But I remember not knowing what Stone Cold was going to do when I first you know, right. originally watched yep. this match on pay-per-view. Like, oh, what's his... What's he going to do? He doesn't do a submission right. move, you know what I mean? So um, I thought that was cool. Um, he would, like, lean on it. Like, legitimately, it looked like his knee hurt, you know what I mean? The way he's walking, the way he's moving, the way he's hitting the ropes. Not, and, and not the way the ropes, leaning against the ropes, trying to hold himself up. And the way Brett would take the chair sideways and really, like, bam, jab it right into the knee. Yep. Like, uh, Brett did the figure four on the ring post, which is kind of a classic Brett move. He's uh, Which first... I believe may have been the first time he'd done it. Was that the first time? I know he's the first one to do it, mm-hmm. but I don't know if this was the first time. What I do, and I don't know if this is totally true, but I think I remember hearing that this was the first time that they'd been in a one-on-one match. So this was like... That makes sense. Cause, them feeling I mean, each other for, out. For a few months, you know, Austin was antagonizing Brett. Yeah. I think he cost them the Royal Rumble. Small things like that, back and yep. forth. Well, but. They, they didn't have six months of health shows to work this stuff out. You know, they just went in there and did it, which is another you know mm-hmm. mark of a true professional. You know, HBK doesn't need to run over a match; he can just go out there and have a great one. Mm-hmm. You know, and these two guys are the same way. Crazy. It's funny that you uh, talked about the steel chair because you know Brett's the one who introduces that with the ring bell, mm-hmm. and um, you know, very not Brett Hardish. To introduce weapons into the match and stuff like that. Um, Stone Cold got the chair first, and he drilled Brett with it twice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good ones. Get the cameras out for those, too. He wound up. Yep. It, it was awesome, man. Um, I had another, you know, ring sounds and bumps. They're, everything's sounding great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really bringing me into it. Um, Austin put Hart in the first submission of the match, so... Now we get to see, you know, this is what Stone Cold's going to try to do to win the match. Maybe. You know what I yep. mean? Like, this is the first time we're seeing Stone Cold do a submission besides the Million Dollar Dream. And um, it was uh, armbar to a Boston Crab. Yep. So I thought that was cool. All right. Now he's got a, you know, established that he knows submissions, he can do submissions, and he can apply them and, you know, create pain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Um, I love that, man. And uh, right after that, Austin took a bump into the guardrail. 
uh, and he started bleeding everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere. It's dripping out of his head, man, which was like, you know, back then you would see it more often, but not all the time. Not like mostly in a Ric Flair match. Yeah. Or you would see like somebody that juiced up or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever you want to call he it. Hit the, the right vein. The crimson mask that they, they call it now when you start to look like that. But I love that style of match. In my opinion, because I don't see it anymore, it was awesome to see blood. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that wasn't approved. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, That was something that Brett called on the fly. And Austin's like, Vince don't want us doing that. It was more of the, uh, it's better to ask forgiveness than permission type deal. Sure, man. And Brett was like, we're doing this. Yep. Hey, Brett knows what he's doing because that made the match. If Mm -hmm. we're not talking about those shots where... You know, made a Austin, t-shirt out of it. Yeah, Austin's you know screaming in pain with his face covered in blood. I don't know if we'd be having the same conversation about the match. We'd, it would be great. It would be a classic, but one of the best of all time. Maybe not. Those visuals really help that out. Mm-hmm. So this is where that all started go- getting going. Um, the announcers uh, do some pretty like they're doing some weird announcing on Brett. They're really shooting on him, in my opinion, especially JR, picking on him, like just saying stuff to make him look weak. Um, the one thing that I wrote down about it was that he uh, he called his daughter ugly. She was like a little girl. Yeah, oh, yeah, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Lawler, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they had their feud and everything, I but mean, he, he was sh- always like, yeah, and they showed his daughter, like, yeah. looking all upset. <laughs> he called her ugly. Like, yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, come on. It, yeah, that was a little bit, you know, having, a, you know, children. That I thought that was weird. And He's I, always ragging on Stu Hart, too. Yeah, and, like, that part I get and stuff like that. And I get him being that he's the mean announcer. But he's, like, he was saying stuff that, like, I felt like could have been real real comments. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he's going to pass him off. as like, oh, I was just trying to be funny, man. You know, but that's how he really feels right. type deal. Um, Brett wasn't the most liked guy, I don't think. Um, a lot of people say it's totally hit or miss, I guess, depending mm-hmm. on who you talk right, to. Right. But um, Jay, uh, the King, you know, I think that uh, he probably didn't like having to put a disgusting sock foot in his mouth and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But like, then we wouldn't have Isaac Yankum. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I just think that he was really trying to get his shots in the way he could. Right. I, I didn't really like that. It stuck out to me. And, and in my opinion, especially in a match like this, uh, the announcer shouldn't stick out ever, but they did with that, those kind of comments. Um, I wrote down that uh, these are two of the most underrated sellers in the business. Everybody always talks about them being the best mechanics. These two guys, especially like in that top mechanic range, mm-hmm. but these guys can sell too. You, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Ricky from the, or uh, Bobby from the Rock and Roll Express. Everybody always says he's the best bumper of all time. Right, right. Um, these two guys showed me that maybe they, <laughs> they're right up there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man, that's what I was saying earlier. Maybe not. I, I, I can't even think right now who the best is. Of course. I mean, well. Ricky Morton's like. For me, if we're going to. The most. If, if I'm calling it, Shawn Michaels is the best bumper for me. Shawn Michaels? Yep. All right. He's different. He's got that different style. It's a different. Like, he's in that. You know, uh, Sean Michaels. He bumps like a freaking fish out of water. Straight yeah. up. That's how I'm putting it. <laughs> yeah. But I that's just you, me. That's just me. It's totally. But these two guys, and like, I mean, I said it earlier, like selling their butts off. Absolutely, man. Um, Austin takes over with a blatantly obvious low blow right about <laughs> this time in the match. And this is where he really like 
puts his heel stuff out there. Like, you know, I might be the good guy getting cheered, but I'm still a dirty Texan and I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. So I like that because it helped to remind you, you know, that Austin will literally do whatever it takes to win, as well as Bret Hart, who introduced weapons, who, you know, you would have never saw that, Mm -hmm. you know, before. So Austin's face is still pouring blood. And uh, he gets the upper hand after the low blow and he, he... we get another spot that we would never see these days, the the microphone cable choke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We used to see that all the time, all the time on the outside of the ring. Somebody wrap a microphone cable around the guy's throat and choke him out with it, basically. And, yep. You know, um, so it was cool to see that. You know, I don't, you don't, we don't see it anymore. It wasn't around his mouth. To make Because they're allowed man. to do that. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at anything in the last 10 years, the, the rope's in his mouth. Right. Or a chain is in their mouth or yeah, something. Right. It's not. It's never around the neck or anything like that. So I thought that was cool. Um, Brett uh, hits um, Stone Cold with the ring bell. Yep. The, From a was, seated position yes, almost, and the, right? And this was the, the first time that the ring bell you know, got used since it got thrown into the ring way at the beginning of the match. We had right. totally forgotten it was there. And, they, you know, all of a sudden, Brett's in dire straits on the side of the ring getting choked, and bam, he drills him with the bell. Um, I like that. You know, we saw it come into play before, but we had totally forgotten about it because it was so long ago. So I really thought that was important. And... Uh, Basically, at this time, uh, Brett got Austin in the sharpshooter, and we got some of the most memorable moments in history as far as wrestling goes. Visuals of, like we talked about, Austin screaming, putting his head up, you know, way into the back, and and just writhing in pain while blood just straight poured down his whole face. And that's really where I think we got the term uh, Crimson Mask. That might have been the first time that I heard it, for sure blood from a stone you know what i mean um and that's where austin finally passes out after a few minutes and uh shamrock calls the match i got a couple notes after that but what did you think about the last sequence you know is that the part of the match that really sticks out to you or is it just another part of the match because for me that's the most important part it's the, it, the part it's that definitely the video packages and right everything. it's definitely the most important but for me, this match is, from start to finish, if if you were asked to get someone to like wrestling by showing them one match, this is that match for me. Because it has a little bit of hardcore style, brawling, into the crowd type stuff. But a lot of, not a lot of, but it had wrestling maneuvers. <coughs> but it had that drama. So yeah, the end, definitely edge of your seat. Especially if you can ever remember the first time watching it. I mean... Let me paint I a picture actually, for you. Yeah. That was my birthday. You know, that's another thing that I hold to this match because it was a WrestleMania on my birthday. I'm 11 years old watching this and, like, you know, I'm cheering for Austin to get up, get up, come on. Like, and he didn't. He yeah. fought. He fought. Yeah. He fought for it and he passed out. Yeah, he didn't give up. And they make that clear right off the bat. He didn't right. give up. He passed out and Shamrock called the match. Um a lot of the surprises for me came after the match. Like, the surprises. The match was great, but it, nothing was surprising in it. You know, I guess right. the way it goes down, you know what I mean? But for me, Bret Hart getting a pop after he won, you know, that was surprising to me. Stone Cold was super hot at this mm-hmm. time, and Bret was clearly the heel and, like, a shithead heel, not even a cool heel. They didn't do that back in the day. Right. He was a total shithead heel. 
And um, these are obviously two of the most popular wrestlers in the world, in my opinion, like just for that. When the guy who wins is the guy you're not supposed to like and he does everything for you to not like him and he still gets a pop, you know he's over, you know, and he's been over, you know yep. what I mean? And Stone Cold cemented himself into history, you know, to start getting his ball rolling. Um, so these are two, in my opinion, two of the most popular wrestlers in the world. Uh, after we get a you know a little pose down from uh, Bret Hart, he continues to uh, work on Austin, and that's when he gets the heat back. Yep. Now everybody's Instant booing. Heat. Now everybody's booing. They're pissed off because right. they're like, "We just cheered you. You know, you just fought a hellacious, awesome match, but then you take the low road again." Yep. And he's working the knee, working the knee, working the knee, and uh, Shamrock finally grabs him belly to back and uh, tosses Bret Hart and gives him a little. Yeah. Showdown, pose down. Yeah. He tells made, him to bring it on. I think uh, that that particularly made Brett look a little weak, and I bet Brett would say the same thing. Oh, yeah. How I, easily Shamrock uh, tossed him? Tossed him like it was no big deal. Like, you know what I mean? You just had that hellacious match with one of the best in the world, <laughs> and I'm just going to throw you off. No big deal. I, I imagine that Brett Hart in his head was like, oh, you can't throw me around like that. You know what I mean? Like, I... I just see that, you know what I mean? And uh, Hart quickly powdered out when we got the pose down. Dude. He got booed out of the building after that. Absolutely, man. That One of the greatest matches of all time. Always happy to watch this match and, and watch this WrestleMania. Uh, I'm super glad that you picked it, man. I, no complaints from me whatsoever. If we ever uh, do a spotlight match like where we revisit or do something weird... This is the one. You know what I mean? Like, I could do this again and talk about it in a totally different way. Like, just yep. from Bret Hart's point of view. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Um, one of my favorite matches of all time. Easily in the top three. This is definitely an argument for best wrestling match of all time for me. And I love this match, man. Totally enjoyed it. All right, man. Well, super glad that you enjoyed that match. Again, that was and is my favorite match of all time. Um, I really enjoyed going over it. I'm Super glad to hear that you obviously love the match just as much as I do. But uh, what do you have in store for us for next time? What do you got, man? Oh, well, since you led with uh, your favorite match of all time, uh, in my opinion, uh, I'm going to lead with my greatest match of all time. You know what I mean? And uh, everybody out there on Twitter, hit us up at WPC Smash. Tell us what you thought about WrestleMania 13, Stone Cold, Hitman Heart. And uh, let us what you th- know what you think about my pick, which is going to be uh, WrestleMania three, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, greatest match of all time, bar none, in my opinion. All right. um, you could argue that maybe WrestleMania thirteen and maybe a couple of handful of others. It's an argument that you're probably not going to win with me because <laughs> it's uh, it's Macho Man, it's Steamboat. It's WrestleMania three, and uh, I'm going to take a lot of notes on this one because the sequences in this match are unbelievable. So, you know, one more time, WrestleMania three, and uh, it's going to be Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat for the Intercontinental title at the greatest or biggest WrestleMania of all time up until recently, I guess, if those numbers are real. (laughs) (laughs) But we know at this time they weren't fudging those kind of numbers, so uh, they were giving away $5 tickets. to $93,000. Unbelievable, man, and and this is my favorite match of all time, so that's definitely when we're going to jump next week. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Watch the match and uh, get ready for another awesome spotlight match of the week. Woo! Rainbow!
is the WPC Brain Buster. Let's meet today's contestants. An X-Men collecting father of two, whose wrestling knowledge is so great, may the force be with you. The Commissioner, Ian. From the age of six, he's been saving princesses from castles. His heroes are grown men in spandex. This is Mike Moran. All right, Mike Moran. Another uh, quickly growing segment of our podcast. You know, we've been sticking with this every week. And uh, I try to uh, pick fair but firm. Tough questions, you know what I mean, to keep things exciting for you. I know you like to grow your wrestling knowledge, and even if you don't know it, I bet you're glad you do afterwards. Yeah, Um, you've been f***ing me up on him. Yeah, dude, um, this one, I'm going to stick with what I've been doing. You know, it's it's in reference to what we talked about this week, and uh, somewhere over the course of the episode, we went over this kind of stuff, and I know you probably did your research, and that's fine, but uh, here it is, man, this week's Brain Buster. Stone Cold made his WrestleMania debut holding a championship. What WrestleMania was it? Who was his opponent? And what title was he holding? Okay. I'll say it one more time. Stone Cold made his WrestleMania debut holding a championship. Which WrestleMania was it? Who was his opponent? And what was the title he was holding? Man, this is tough. WrestleMania 12? That's right, sir. Million Dollar Championship? That's right, sir. And his opponent, Savio Vega? Yeah, there you go. Hey! We'll pound to that one, dude. Good job, man. I thought Savio would be the easy part. I thought you would get that one right off the bat because that's kind of like in all those little DVDs and stuff like that where he uh, makes that first debut against Savio at WrestleMania. Um, Well, they had a good little feud going. Absolutely, and it all made sense. And I kind of, you know, tried to swerve ski at the end the where title. Uh, the title he was holding because they didn't wrestle for the title. Right, right. Um, so he was holding it, but they they weren't wrestling for it. So that was uh, kind of why I worded it that way. Uh, dude, good man. I'm glad you got that one. That was a little tough. I got like Maybe a little three parter, man. Cool, man. All right, man. I, I guess that's about it for this week, dude. I'm yeah. excited to watch Fastlane this weekend, and I'm hella excited to get onto the real road to WrestleMania, man. You know, six weeks left, and uh, it's going down, brother. Each week's going to be exciting. Let us know, you know, on Twitter and uh, what you guys are thinking about everything, how you're feeling WrestleMania season is uh, panning out for you. And as things start getting a little more concrete, we'll definitely do, like, a super sweet WrestleMania preview episode and and really get our thoughts and opinions out there. Absolutely. And our big episode 20 will be coming out eventually. Yeah, and that'll be the WrestleMania preview, basically. going to be pretty awesome. Hell yeah, dude. All right, so get ready for WrestleMania. Watch WrestleMania uh, WrestleMania 3, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and Macho Man. And, uh... That's about it, man. Give the people a too sweet out there. Too Too sweet. sweet. Too sweet. You can find us on Twitter at WPC Smash. Or on our website, WPCSmash.wordpress.com. 
where you can find current and past episodes, a donation button, and links for iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, brother.